Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. The Hammer and Nigel Show. 93 WIPC. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. It's always fun when we have legal stuff with an actual attorney in studio. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Guy Relford, attorney at law, firearms instructor, filling in for Big Nige. The Indiana Supreme Court, basically, they did what every Supreme Court in every state and even the big Supreme Court does, Guy. They kicked the can down the road. Uh, when it comes to the abortion ban in the state of Indiana and that injunction that took place from that judge, uh, I believe down in Monroe County, the Indiana Supreme Court said that, uh, yeah, for right now, that injunction can stay. And then we're going to set up a hearing on this lawsuit. And uh, we're going to probably be getting into this around January 12th. Yeah, what's going on here, because a lot of people are confused by this because we said, hold on, we had the Supreme Court of the United States, right? The highest court in the land come out and say there's no constitutional right to an abortion so states can do what they want to do which freed up indiana and several other states to pass the laws they passed so a lot of people are saying what is there for the indiana supreme court to even look at if the supreme court of the united states has ruled on this well that's because the the scotus the supreme court of the united states was looking at the u.s constitution and whether there's a right under the u.s constitution to have an or to to have an abortion that through a, a a, a kind of a made-up right to privacy, and the issue now is different. Now it is: Does the Indiana Constitution it provide is you rights now. protection uh, as to the right to have an abortion? And so it, it is a different issue. That's why the Supreme Court's ruling didn't uh, resolve this one. Another big uh, piece of legal stuff today was the jury reached their decision for Nicholas Cruz. Now, Nicholas Cruz is the piece of human excrement that shot the high school up down in Florida, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. The jury came back with the decision of life in prison without parole. Now, the death penalty is available in Florida, but per Florida law, it has to be unanimous from all the jurors. And from what it sounds like, there was one holdout. One holdout who did not believe in the death penalty. So therefore, Nicholas Cruz will not meet his maker, so to speak. He's going to be locked in jail for the rest of his life. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, the way this works is uh, not only in Florida does it have to be unanimous, but the jury gets to consider uh, on the issue of whether or not to impose the death penalty, both what we call aggravating and mitigating circumstances, right? So aggravating circumstances are those things that make the crime that much worse. Obviously, killing multiple people uh, is a huge aggravating circumstance. Um you know, plotting and scheming or lying in wait, uh, long periods of, uh, uh, of, of, of planning a homicide. Um, there are a number of aggravating circumstances, but there are also mitigating circumstances, which makes the crime uh, somewhat less serious that they can consider a, when imposing a penalty. One of those is, what, was the defendant under duress? Did the defendant lack capacity? Other th issues like that. And, and what this jury heard a whole bunch about during the penalty phase, because he... he 
pled guilty to the crime. Right. So the only question was what he's going to what, what is he going to be sentenced to, death penalty or otherwise? And they got they they heard a lot from the defense team that his mother uh, abused alcohol and drugs, and he suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome, and it affected his neural you know his development generally, um, and that affected his conduct over the over years. And none of that was his fault. He was born that way because of of substance abuse by his mother. So, so the whole professional victim story. Absolutely. So the jury got to hear a whole bunch about how he was really the victim of his mother's substance abuse, and that's what led him to commit this crime. They had experts come in and testify to that effect, and and clearly at least one juror bought into that because you would think, and you know, when that many people, especially innocent high school kids and staff members, are murdered, that that's a clear case for the death penalty. At least one juror bought into this argument that oh, it wasn't all his fault because he was a victim of his mother's substance abuse. This is Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. I think that uh, if you have a death penalty at all, uh, that that is a case where you're massacring those students with premeditation uh, and utter disregard for basic humanity, that you deserve the death penalty. And so the jurors came back. Apparently, it was 11 to 1 with one holdout refusing to authorize uh, the ultimate punishment. And that means that uh, this killer is going to end up uh, getting a same sentence of people who've committed bad acts, but acts that did not rise to this level. I just don't think anything else is appropriate uh, except a capital sentence in this case. And so I was very disappointed to see that. I'm also disappointed that we're four and a half years after these killings, and we're just now getting this. You know, they used to do this. He would have been executed in six months. He's guilty. Everybody knew that from the beginning, and yet it takes years and years in this legal system that is not serving the interests of victims. Look, it's politically expedient to say this, and I get it, and I'm a Ron DeSantis fan, and I don't disagree with any, anything he said. However, as a trial attorney, i got to tell you, I'm a big fan of the jury system. And you can say you disagree with the jury's decision, but it's still the jury's decision. That's the system we have. And you know what? The lawyers went in there, and they made their arguments. I'm not making any argument for why this guy, and I don't even like to use their names, because like right. you said, they, they're, they're, they're out looking for notoriety. I don't want to give them any more. And, you know, and I wish somebody like the hero with the Greenwood Park Mall would have been there to put this guy down by putting one in his forehead. So listen, none of this is compassion for this guy. At the same time, we have a system, we have a process, and we, we empower juries to make these kind of decisions. So I can say all day long that I disagree with the jury's decision, which I do here, but I still trust that system and I respect that system. And I think as governor, I think I, w- I would have liked to have heard him say that as well. Guy Relford filling in for Big Nige today. So let's get into this story about the Tennessee football player. So Tennessee volunteers, they've got a big game coming up this weekend against Alabama. I'm a Tennessee Vols guy, right? If you're watching on the YouTube stream, I got a Tennessee Vols hat on right now. This is a massive game. It's the first time these two teams have both been undefeated since 1989 at this point in the season. So one of their star defensive players, it's a kid by the name of Jalen McCullough. He is a safety. He's an NFL prospect. He's one of the captains of their defense. He was taken in for felony aggravated assault this past Sunday, guy. Here's the situation. So he's sitting on the couch with his girlfriend in their apartment. Some drunk dude bangs on the door. They don't answer. Drunk guy then barges in, and at that point, 
Tennessee football player has some choice words for him. Drunk guy who's a student. He says he's just got the wrong house. I'm sorry. He apologizes, and he starts to walk out. Tennessee football player, still not buying it, has more choice words. Drunk guy responds with, don't be a blank. And at that point, Tennessee football player beats the hell out of him, knocks his teeth out, and he falls down the stairs. So the question now becomes... What do you do with this guy? Do you suspend him for the Alabama game? Was he defending uh, his girlfriend there because he didn't know what this person had in mind? What do we do with this? Well, you know, was it his home or the girlfriend's home? I believe it was his apartment and girlfriend was there. See, so you've got the Castle Doctrine here too, right? Which every state has some version of, which is you can defend your home against an unlawful entry. Some guy's, you know, kicking your door in. That clearly is an unlawful entry. So there are a lot of different moving pieces here the problem i think arises legally from the fact that at one point the guy says okay i get it i'm in the wrong house and is trying to leave but smarts off and now football player chases him down you know if that's what happened and hurts him that's where he's got a bit of a problem does this change if it's her apartment yeah, well, definitely, because, oh, well, uh, under Indiana law, I'm not a Tennessee lawyer, right. but under Indiana law, yeah, I can defend my home differently than I can defend somebody else's home. I, I have more ability to defend my home, even with deadly force, if it's my home. I don't have to rely on um, being uh, fearful of serious bodily injury, for instance, if I'm in my own home. If I'm in somebody else's home, that doesn't apply to me. So, yeah, it does make a big difference. Now, the football player saying, I'm completely innocent here. I had no idea what this guy was up to was he going to sexually assault my girlfriend did he know that i wasn't here what's going on and at one point drunk guy did get mouthy back and listen there are some dudes you just don't smart off to well yeah but i mean think about how much worse this could have been i mean i'll guarantee you some drunk dude kicks my door in in the middle of the night (laughs) pray for drunk guy it's gonna get it's gonna get real noisy real fast right it's gonna get mostly peaceful around the (laughs) relfer house (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's getting real noisy real fast uh last one here we're doing legal stuff ed sheeran uh grammy award-winning singer i believe uh got a ton of hits ed sheeran his lawsuit is going to trial he's being sued by the family of marvin gay because they say his hit thinking out loud rips off let's get it on the U.S. District Judge says that Ed Sheeran is going to have to stand trial over claims that Thinking Out Loud basically ripped off the music and the melody of Marvin Gaye's hit, Let's Get It On. So we're going to play a little bit for you. You tell me if you think these songs sound the same. Here's uh, Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud compared to Let's Get It On from Marvin Gaye. And I this is Ed Sheeran. Be loving you. Let's get it on. Marvin Gaye. So that's a little bit. Now, let me mash these together. I was sitting in the back and I said, all right, let me mash these together and see if this makes any difference. Baby, man. Try to hold back this feeling for so long. Heart could still fall us. Heart at 23. And if you feel like I feel. It's that bass line more yeah. than anything else. 
Yeah, when you lay one over the top of the other one like that, that that changes a little bit for me. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a poor judge on things like this because I have no musical ability whatsoever. I'm tone deaf. Uh, <laughs> and, and, but, uh, but, but, you know, it constantly amazes me that you have all these artists out there cranking out all these songs every single year, all these recordings. And, I mean, there are so many, only so many notes, right? There are only so many words. There are only so many lyrics. And right. it's, it's shocking to me they're able to come up with new songs and new lyrics. That, that don't rip anybody else off, and and this has been going on, you know, since mankind. So it, it shocks me that they're able to come up with original music. Uh, and and I don't know. I, I think um, if it was an intentional ripoff, was he inspired perhaps by Marvin Gaye? And, right. And and, and 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 is that a problem? Um, so I don't know. I'll be interested in seeing what a jury does with this. This is a tough one for me. Now, one of the things we like to do on this program is give you cover songs and mashups. It's kind of a fun little hobby we have. So if you're an Ed Sheeran fan. This is Ed Sheeran doing the cover of Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time. Oh, no. It's not bad. No. And, Guy, I think this one's more up your alley. <laughs> I've taken I Heard It Through the Grapevine from Marvin Gaye, and we've mashed it with Rat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Turn it up. <laughs> round and round. That's so good. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7, on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.